0: What's going on? Matt Savoca here from Awesomeo.com, bringing you the week 17 DraftKings main slate contenders video. We go position by position, breaking down the top five plays from each position. Before we get into things though, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel so that you always know when we're going live, you guys know what to do. And if you could give me, Matt Savoca, a follow on Twitter, At Draftaholic. That would be much appreciated as well. We'd also like to thank our presenting sponsor, Jock Market. Jock Market has turned your fantasy sports knowledge into a real time sports marketplace where you can bet on your favorite players or your least favorite players for real cash in real time. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, download the app and sign up today and use promo code AUSIMO to get a $25 first match deposit bonus when you do. Okay, on the screen here you see the top 10 defenses we don't go into defenses quite as in depth as the other positions because we often see a bit of ambivalence when it comes to optimal lineup percentages with defense it's a high variance position obviously there are some teams in some great spots i'm surprised to not see the patriots in the top 10 of the optimal lineup percentage and the buccaneers and bills also in great spots with high spread games only four percent chance of being in the optimal lineup they're tied with the lions titans and rams all with a four percent chance of getting in there this week. The Dolphins are at number five with a 6% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Then the Bears, Chargers, and Giants tied with a 7% chance of being in the optimal lineup. And the Saints, surprisingly, against the Carolina Panthers, against starting a new quarterback, the 31st ranked offense via PFF grades, they come in as our number one defense with an 8% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Let's get into the tight ends. At number five, it's Foster Moreau from the Las Vegas Raiders. Foster Moreau has had two straight weeks with 60 yards receiving, so there's a bit of a floor there. But Indianapolis, this game environment is not great. Vegas is a a 6.5-point underdog on the road, and Derek Carr, while ranking third in the NFL in passing yards, over 290 per game this season, this team overall just is not efficient. 19th in the NFL in team PFF offensive grades, and Indy is getting a bunch of players back off the COVID list, including all-pro linebacker Darius Leonard. They're seventh in team PFF. Defensive grades, still a median projection for uh Foster Moreau of 9.9 points with a salary of just 3,800. We're going to take that, not a super high ceiling here. He's only getting 30 points in 0.2 percent of our lineup simulations, but he is in the optimal lineup seven percent of the time at number four and essentially tied with Foster Moreau, Cole Komet and Gerald Everett, all the way down at number seven. Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams, definitely not the first option or the second option or really the third option in the receiving game on his own team, but still three-point favorites for the Rams against the Baltimore Ravens defense, which has become one of the biggest pass-funnel defenses in the NFL. Baltimore is now third-worst in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to opposing offenses, and anthony everett went down with a fractured rib last week he was the last quality starter standing in that secondary at this point i think the los angeles rams just stomp on the baltimore ravens secondary and we'll see if that baltimore offense can fight back at all i think this is a shootout here 46 and a half point total i certainly think it's going higher than that higby is getting a 30 point score or higher in 1.6 percent of our sims so a little bit better of a ceiling compared to a player like moreau uh but he's in the optimal lineup a solid 7.2 percent of the time the rams offense number one in pff offense, offensive grades this year Number three, it's Dalton Schultz, and you're, you'll certainly have to pay a little bit more in salary. Now, 5000 for Schultz, but the median projection, quite a bit higher, 12.25 as a median projection. Not bad at all. And they're playing the Arizona defense, which has been reeling of late, these Dallas Cowboys are. And so Arizona now ranked 16th in PFF team defensive grades. While Dallas has been flirting with the number one overall offensive ranking, Schultz has a target floor here, really solid eight receptions in back-to-back games, and he's had at least five receptions in three of his last four weeks, 60 yards receiving in those past two games, and he's probably getting over 20 fantasy points if he gets that kind of workload once again. He's scoring over 30 fantasy points in 2% of our simulations and is in the optimal lineup 8.4% of the time, making him the number three tight end this week. Number two, it's Rob Gronkowski, and yes, their salary is boosted a little bit because he's playing the New York Jets, but it is a dream matchup. Tampa Bay going up against the worst defense in the NFL by a pretty wide margin here in the New York Jets oh man I don't think excuse me Tom Brady is going to stop passing at the goal line here you can play Ronald Jones if you want but I am getting as many pieces from this passing attack because I think they are hitting their ceiling scores and as you can see Gronkowski is getting over 30 fantasy points in 15% of our simulations here and of course there's some volatility here still in almost 30% of our simulations he's scoring under 10 fantasy points we've seen those floor performances of late one reception for 23 yards against Carolina last week, two receptions for just 29 yards. Again, that was on 11 targets, so that's a little better against New Orleans. I still think he's going to get that double-digit targets again against the Jets here, and if he does, I think he's getting in the end zone. He is in the optimal lineup 10% of the time, and I think that is a little bearish. Honestly, I'm more bullish than that on him. Coming in at number one at a stacked tight end position this week on DraftKings, I think it's the salary saving you get when you go to Zach Ertz at 5,200, a median projection of 14.8 fantasy points. That's fantastic. And that's because we've seen since DeAndre Hopkins went down in this Arizona Cardinals offense, Ertz has kind of stepped up as that receiver overall. Number one, 13 targets last week, including one in the red zone, 11 targets the week before that, including two in the red zone. And he's had at least seven targets in four of his last five games, over 30 fantasy points in 12% of the simulation. So a similar ceiling to Gronkowski, although Arizona isn't favored in their game against Dallas. 51 point total right now, meaning that is one of the highest, if not the highest total game on this main slate. There should be plenty of passing, plenty of scoring for this Arizona team. And so I think Zach Ertz is rightfully so the top value option at the tight end position this week. Moving on to the wide receiver position, Tyreek Hill comes in at number five here, 8,300 in salary. So you're still paying a premium salary for Tyreek Hill, and the floor isn't nearly as high as players like Cooper Cup. So while we can't necessarily recommend him as a cash gameplay he still has a sky high ceiling and is a fantastic tournament option going against the cincinnati Bengals on the road here 51 point total and the chiefs are five and a half point favorites we know that the chiefs while ranked 10th in PFF's team offensive grades, their ceiling is significantly higher. We saw that ceiling especially 2 weeks ago against the Chargers in that overtime comeback and then they just demolished Pittsburgh in week 16. We should see Tyreek Hill bounce back after a very very quiet performance last week. Yeah, that was that was not great. 2 receptions for 19 yards, but the week before that, remember, 13 targets 12 receptions, 148 receiving yards. That's only on 95 air yards. That's why you're seeing Tyree kill in a quarter of our simulations, over 30 fantasy points. He is in the optimal lineup 11% of the time. Number four, it's Seattle's Tyler Lockett. And no, that Seattle passing game has not really looked right ever since Russell Wilson got hurt mid-season. Since he's come back, it's been okay. And Lockett has had a few ceiling games. I mean, 115 receiving yards against Arizona in week 11, 142 receiving yards in week 14, but there has been some down weeks. Certainly last week was one of them. Maybe weather-related a little bit, but still three receptions for 30 yards and 72 air yards. That's not gonna get it done at 6,400. The median projection is surprisingly high, and I guess that's because they're playing Detroit, the 31st-ranked defense in PFF team defensive grades. Uh, I'm not sure I really like this play as much as our simulations do, but it's worth noting that he is a solid ceiling. 18 point, 18.1% of our simulations, he's getting over 30 fantasy points, and he's in the optimal lineup, a solid 11.5% of the time, just ed- edging out Tyree Kill for number four on the wide receiver list. Number three, it's Michael Pittman. Indianapolis Colts receiver had a huge game last week, eight receptions on 12 targets including two in the red zone 82 yards receiving didn't get in the end zone but still ended up with over 15 DraftKings fantasy points and the ceiling is even higher there in 9.3 percent of our simulations he's scoring over 30 fantasy points something he did already this season against the Tennessee Titans Uh, so I think the Vegas Raiders being the 23rd ranked defense in PFFs Team defensive grades. The ceiling is pretty solid here, but the median pretty. Ah. At number three, it's Michael Pittman, receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Going against the Raiders here, six and a half point favorites. Uh, the total is okay, 40 and a, 44 and a half point total. And Indianapolis obviously leans run heavy with the way that Jonathan Taylor has been playing most of this season. But last week, a really, really solid. Eight receptions on 12 targets, including two in the red zone. Finished with 82 receiving yards, over 15 DraftKings fantasy points. And we've already seen him score 30 fantasy points in a game this season against the Tennessee Titans. So I'm not surprised to see that he has a 9.3% chance of getting over 30 fantasy points once again, once again here against the Raiders. His medium projection is nearly 15 fantasy points, which makes him a solid, solid value option at 5,800. He is in the optimal lineup, nearly exactly the same amount as Tyler Lockett, 11.5% of the time. At number two and a way higher chance of being in the optimal lineup than these other receivers that we mentioned before Cooper Cup and honestly ranking him number two is a little bit disrespectful at this point right he is the best player the safest player at any skill position on this main slate here a whopping 45 percent chance of having 30 DraftKings fantasy points that's insane for a wide receiver and in just 9.2 percent of our simulations is he getting under DraftKings under 10 DraftKings fantasy points and that's because of the way that the baltimore defense is shaking out especially in the secondary just completely decimated by injuries again anthony everett down with a fractured rib and now the ravens are third worst in the nfl in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed To opposing offenses and absolute last two wide receivers that does not work out well when you're playing Cooper cup who has had double digit targets in every single game since week eight when he had nine targets two straight weeks of 13 targets man this floor and ceiling combination is unparalleled having one of the best wide receiver years of all time Cooper Cup is in the optimal lineup nearly 18% of the time at number one it's Antonio Brown and it's really the median projection compared to salary based expectations for Antonio Brown looks so solid at 6100 and yeah it's a little bit higher in salary than you've had to pay in the past but not that much especially considering he had another double digit target game just like he did the last time he played Antonio Brown just looks like a wide receiver one every time he steps onto the field 10 receptions on 15 targets Last week, 101 receiving yards. You know, last time he played, week six, nine receptions on 13 targets, 93 receiving yards. The week before that, seven receptions on eight targets, 124 receiving yards. He's playing the Jets this weekend. He's a wide receiver one every time he steps onto the field. The differential in these teams' point differentials this season is over 300 points. This is a hilariously bad team against a Super Bowl favorite favorite antonio brown is going to absolutely smash the jets this week with the running back position number five jonathan taylor and honestly i'm a little scared putting him this low on the list because we know what taylor's ceiling is and in a floor game last week he had 108 total yards 29 total opportunities, including two targets and, yeah, 10.8 fantasy points at that high salary is not going to get it done, but at 9K, you need a huge ceiling game and it's certainly possible in this plus matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders who have been one of the worst defenses in schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running back position all season long. Taylor is getting 30 fantasy points and 37.8% of our simulations. And yes, there's a floor. He's getting under 10 fantasy points in 12.6% of our simulations. But ultimately, I think Indianapolis is able to lean on their running game as they want to in this matchup with just a 44 and a half point total, which means Taylor has a great chance of being the optimal lineup in nearly 17% of the time. He's coming in as a top play this week. Number four, it's the Jets, Michael Carter, and I get it. He's going to have a lot of touches. But right now, I'm a little concerned that we're just leaning on the math and basing this on volume because the Jets are probably going to get stomped. I think the 13-point spread right now against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is generous to them. And yeah, Michael Carter is definitely going to get a ton of work here, especially with the fact that Tevin Coleman got placed on the COVID-19 list. But I just think this game script is terrible. I get it. 5100 median projection of 15.8 fantasy points that's pretty simple right there he's a value compared to salary based expectations if you want to stop the analysis at that point that's fine but i think that in tournaments you gotta to consider it further and i don't know if he's got the ceiling here uh, i guess he is getting 30 fantasy points or more in 11.5 percent of our simulations but i think that's a little bit overly bullish Yes, 21.5% of the time he's getting under 10 fantasy points. I think he's probably closer to that floor score against a tough Tampa Bay rush defense. I'm not really trusting Michael Carter, but. The simulations say he comes into the optimal line of 17% of the time. At number two, it's the Bears' David Montgomery, and this is a smash spot for David Montgomery. The most targets in a four-game span for David Montgomery in the last four games than he's ever had in his entire career. He's had nine targets in two of those four games and no lower than six targets in any of those four games. He's getting over 30 DraftKings fantasy points, which, again, is a full PPR platform in nearly 25 percent of our simulations the giants lean towards being a run funnel defense so i think david montgomery regardless who starts at quarterback for the chicago bears could absolutely blow up the slate he could have the most total opportunities of any running back as well that's why you're seeing him in the optimal lineup nearly a quarter of the time 24.9% chance to be exact, uh, being in the optimal lineup. Really impressive for David Montgomery. At number one at the running back position, coming into the optimal lineup 31.5% of the time, it's Sony Michelle, the closest thing we have to a quote unquote free square running back on this slate. Getting 30 fantasy points, 21.7% of the time. Now, I do think it's much, much easier to pass on the Ravens than it is to run. But, plus matchup favorite on the road for the Rams. Sony Michelle could get 25 plus touches in this game. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense here. The 20 point median fantasy fantasy point projection is just too hard to pass up at a 5,800 salary here. It's a really, really good play. In tournaments, I think you could argue that it's solid as well because of the popularity of Cooper Cup. So Sony Michelle just a solid play all around in all formats, cash or tournament. The number one running back in our simulations this week. Only the quarterback position, Justin Herbert, coming in at number five, playing the Denver defense, which is arguably tougher than the Houston defense, where he underperformed last week, but still. PFF team offensive grade still sticking with the Los Angeles Chargers, still ranked 8th overall, and they're much healthier, especially in the wide receiver core. Getting Mike Williams back is a huge deal for the ceiling projection of Justin Herbert, and we're seeing that ceiling projection here. 33% of the time, he is getting over 30 DraftKings fantasy points, a 21% fantasy point nearly 22 fantasy point median projection for Herbert here has been playing excellent excellent football top 10 in nearly every major efficiency metric this season Herbert is in the optimal lineup seven and a half percent of the time at number four it's Mac Jones and 5300 salary 19 point median fantasy point projection that's really where the analysis needs to end here. Obviously, a great, great matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The New England Patriots may be a run-heavy offense, a run-first offense, but still number one in Team PFF offensive grades, tied with the Los Angeles Rams right now, facing the number 28th-ranked defense in PFF Team defensive grades, 17-point favorites, and yes, Jones does have a low floor here. If the running backs get going, then the then the offense is not going to suddenly move to a pass-first passing attack. But still, we do expect him to get a solid ceiling score in 20% of our simulations. He's getting 30 fantasy points, and he gets less than 10 fantasy points in 9% of our simulations. So it's really just median projection versus salary. That's all it is. He's in the optimal lineup At number three it's dak prescott dak prescott was unbelievable last weekend against the washington football team that game was never in question 330 yards passing and 8.5 yards per attempt four touchdowns no interception it's his second game where he's had 8.5 yards per attempt Four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Unbelievable efficiency and upside in this Dallas Cowboys offense, which honestly being a second best team in. PFS team offensive grades, that's a little offensive to them. I get it. The Rams are good, but man, Dak Prescott is leading one heck of a offense in Dallas right now. He's getting over 30 fantasy points in 31.6% of our simulations. And while the salary 6,700 is getting up there, the median projection is really, really solid. 22.3 fantasy points. He's in the optimal lineup, nearly 10% the time number two it's Josh Allen and yes it's a premium salary 8k on DraftKings but it is a premium median and ceiling projection for Josh Allen who had one of the best drives I've ever seen him have against the patriots late in the fourth quarter that touchdown flip toss to dawson knox sealing the game for the bills making them look like the super bowl contenders i thought they could be this season 6.7 yards per attempt and 314 passing yards he's had over 300 passing yards in two of his last three games and we've got that ceiling. Over 30 DraftKings fantasy points in two of his last three. And he's getting it in 45% of our recent simulations for this week as well. When he's going against Atlanta's second worst defense in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed sure he's scoring under 10 fantasy points in some of the simulations exactly 6.2 percent of them but the ceiling and the median are much much more likely to happen this weekend he is in the optimal lineup 10.2 percent of the time and honestly personally i think he's in the optimal lineup more than that for me he'll certainly be over the field on him this week and finally number one in optimal lineup percentages based on on awesomeo.com's tools and projections this week on DraftKings, it's Trey Lance. And that's simply because of median projection compared to salary-based expectations. For anyone who's heard me on the NFL matchup shows on Thursday uh, Thursday mornings on the Awesome o DFS channel, you know I harp on salary-based expectations and simply comparing a basic projection to that to know if a player is playable. And simply put, a 4,800 salary player does not very often have a median projection flirting with 20 fantasy points. doesn't have a ceiling where 22% of the time they're getting over 30 fantasy points. We know Trey Lance gets there as a rusher, and the fact that he's on a high-quality offense with a healthy George Kittle and a healthy Debo Samuel, they are currently ranked third in PFF team offensive grades yes there are players with better ceilings i'm not telling you to play trey lance over tom brady in a game stack when you're trying to win a million dollars but in optimal lineup percentages when we're just looking for value trey lance is going to pop in the optimal lineup a ton here because of that solid solid medium projection he is in the optimal lineup 10.4 percent of the time just edging out allen and prescott and that is going to do it for our Week 17 Main Slate DraftKings Contenders video. If you're looking for the FanDuel version of this video, it's around here somewhere. Just look for it on the channel. We will be back on Sunday for our Sunday Night Football, our final Sunday Night Football Contenders video. Until then, I'm Matt Savoca from AwesomeO.com. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, Jock Market. We'll see you guys next time.